For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, 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 welcome in, everybody. Great, baby, another Friday. We lit. Yes, welcome to the Believe Cowboys presentation featuring and Jesse Holly, (laughs) former Cowboy wide receiver Jesse Holly. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. Welcome, everybody. Where'd you you pull out? (laughs) Well, you know our friends Ben and Skin, who are on 97.1 The Eagle, who I'm going to be on with today from 2 to 5 on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, They make songs for everything. They do. People don't know that they were rappers back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And they still have production skills. So, yeah. I I need to see if I can pull a part of, because you had an intro song for them. I need to see if I can pull a part of that, and then we can fire that off. I got to be careful, because I can only play this much. Otherwise, I might get hit with a copyright infringement, and they take our money. So we don't want that. We just play. We just play a little bit. Yeah, little bit. We gotta get the welcome we gotta in. We gotta get that first part of um, Jesse's like the Jesse's girl. We gotta get the Jesse. Just the Jesse. Just the Jesse. Yeah, yeah. We can pull that off. Hey, yeah. Cowboys had OTAs, which uh, the other day I did a video, Jesse, and I said, "Listen, everything that I'm going to talk about doesn't really matter, but it's worth noting." <laughs> when there was something that happens at OTAs. And then I thought about it. And if anybody is not familiar with the story of Jesse Holly, former Cowboys wide receiver, who was out of football for a year, then went on a reality show, won the reality show, got invited to Cowboys training camp, but not OTAs. And then just kind of walked in as number, what, 90 and made the team and played for three years. So I might need to take that back. Maybe the storylines about your starters and OTAs may not matter, but to some people it matters. I bet OTAs were very important to you. Um, after my first year, yes, they were right. very important. Um, but 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 honestly, no one wanted to hear about me. Like my mom, right? My brothers, they wanted to hear about me. My aunts and uncles, but no one wants to really hear about the guy like so far down in the depth chart. That no one cares about that guy. Like. No one cared about Jesse Holly. The, the, you know, the, they may have acquired every now and again, like inquire, excuse me, uh, like, hey, what is he doing? But all people cared about was, hey, what is Tony Romo going to do? How, how is Anthony Spencer going to come back from that year? And DeMarcus Ware and uh, the Cowboys and this and this and this. So there are some people who care, like your mom, your dad. But overall, fans don't care about the Jesse Hollies of the world. And so what what so what Jesse is telling you is we probably won't spend too much time today on Matt Wolesko storylines. Uh, we'll probably get past those, but uh, don't worry about it. He's Jesse Holly on the offensive line, hoping to make the team. Shout out to my guys in the super chat, Kilgore dropping bombs as usual, saying hello, and my guy Formula for the pool fund and party at Jeff. Sorry for not being here much. Been out of town and working a lot. Love you guys. Welcome <laughs> to the party. So out of the OTA storylines, I saw you tweeting about some of them. Which ones do you actually think are relevant? Because like to me, the first one was, oh, Tyron wasn't there. 
because his back tightened up. And part of me is like, look, it's Tyron. I don't care. Nothing in May matters for Tyron. And then the other part of me is like, but it's his back. And backs and necks freaking terrify me. And I don't think he had a back problem last year. He had surgery. He fixed it, Jesse. Last year, his only injury was when, what, Connor Williams stuck his foot under his foot? Uh, I don't think he had a back or neck deal last year. But scale of 1 to 10, Tyron not participating on day one of activities. Fear, <laughs> worry, concern, 1 through 10. Um, listen, if you don't have Tyron missing three to five games on your bingo board, then your bingo board is wrong. <laughs> it just it just is and we're, we're at this point in time of tyron's career where since 15 he's not completing a season healthy that's just what it is and this does concern me though jeff because there are there are from my time being around football there are a couple places where you have surgery where it doesn't get better like like we may hear that it gets better it never gets better back neck when you have surgery in your back and in your there's no there's no surgery that makes your back better it makes it useful it makes it less painful same thing for the neck when you're playing this sport at that position your back never gets better it literally is downhill from here when you like we've all seen the great nate newton right yeah, Nate walks Nate walks like I'm going to walk in 15 years. Look at Charles Haley. Look, look at guys who have dealt with hips, back, and neck injuries. They don't walk the same. They don't move the same because those things are degenerative, degenerative injuries. They don't – like there's nothing that fixes what they do. They make them manageable so you can get through your contract. They make them uh, uh, accessible for you so you can play the rest of your years out. But for Tyron to have already have a stiff back in May, that tells me that we're going to see Tyler Smith at tackle a lot earlier than we probably expected. That, uh, so that's interesting because I wonder when they picked him, they have tagged Tyler Smith as the future left tackle, right? That's what they think he's going to be or hope that he's going to be. Correct. But is that wise for a rookie from Tulsa who technique-wise is not up to par for an NFL player yet to be like, hey, if Tyron's out in week three, I know we just taught you to play left guard, go back to left tackle. That sounds terrifying to me. Well, this is this is the bet that you've made, right? This is the bet that you make when you let Lyle Collins go, and now you say we're going to draft a guy and maybe try it. Because it's either, it's either Tyler Smith or one of the other guys that's going to be a rookie anyway. That's that, Josh you know, Ball, who basically redshirted last year, or like they need to sign an old guy that plays all tackle. The, all the options are terrifying. All the options are inexperienced. All the options are guys who are projects, who are, uh, are, are trying to make their way to the National Football League or trying to find their footing in the National Football League. But, you know, you the, the days of Tyron goes out, we bump, we bump, we bump uh, Terrence Steele back to left tackle. Tyron Smith's your right tackle. We keep the party going. Those days are done. Those, those days are done. So now it's either you're going to have to bump Steele back over the left tackle and put someone in that right guard and, and hope that that holds up long enough for Dak Prescott to get the ball down the field. Oh, by the way, that goes back to a thing that we talked about two weeks ago with Dak not having a true – well, not having 
really a viable number one in Amari Cooper. He's going to need a little bit more time for these things to develop down the field because you're not going to have Michael Gallup for a little while. He's going to have to work his way back into things. Uh, Washington, I don't know what he's quite going to be. Couldn't crack the rotation that much in uh, in, 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 in Pittsburgh. And he's in a walking boot. Is, is now going to be the target number one. And he's going to face all the number one wide receivers. And Tolbert, he's going to be learning on the fly as well. And, you know, so you have all these things that are happening. And when one guy goes out, what was now a small little thing, minuscule thing, now becomes a, 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 a Grand Canyon because it's a ripple effect on how things play out in this offense. And for Dak, We'll get into him a little bit later, but it seems to be that he kind of almost has to have everything perfect for him to be at his best. And if you're talking about his starting left tackle already with the back, a hurt back or stiff back or whatever type of back irritation that he's dealing with right now, that to me is a little bit concerning. And it's the house of cards type thing is you pull that one card away and the rest of that stuff start crumbling down. And that's why I think this year is going to be not that the front office could ever be held accountable for anything. Cause the GM owns the team, like whatever happens happens. But even to people like me, who is a front office, I don't use the word apologist, but I give them more credit than most of the world does for fielding a competitive team and drafting and developing and doing a good job, putting a team together. Uh, this is the first year we were going in and they didn't have to get rid of Lyle Collins. They didn't want him here. They didn't have to get rid of Amari Cooper. They didn't want him here. And now I'm looking at it and just Tyron missing an OTA. And I'm like, did they really? Like they put Josh Ball in, at least for the OTA, because Tyler Smith is learning to play left guard. But this is the first year where I'm going in going, that's your plan? Yeesh. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, this will be the first year that maybe I'll even get to tee off on the front office. It looks fun when everybody does it online and everything. It looks like a lot of fun to talk bad about people. Uh, so I look forward to joining it. If these plans of theirs don't work out because they were not forced to get rid of either of those guys, right? They didn't want them on the team period. And if that turns out to be bad news bears, then I'll get to talk crazy about the front office and that'll be fun. I look forward to that. CD grew a half inch. Well, he's just 23. He's young. He grew a half inch. When did you stop growing? 18? 19? I'm guessing. I think I was I was definitely 6'3 when I got to Abilene. So 18? Something like that? When did you stop growing? I haven't stopped growing. I went vertically. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going the other way now because the knee gets worse and worse and it straightens less and less. So I'm kind of inching my way down. I might be six, two and a half now. Shout out, shout out to Kevin Gray. I, I love Kevin Gray because nobody calls Stephen Jones Catboy more than Kevin Gray. And I'm I'm praying for the day that they actually like meet each other and like eat seeds somewhere in Plano or Frisco and like and like Stephen Jones run down on Kevin Gray and be like, what you say about me? Catboy, huh? Cat credit boy. credit to the great Mike White at not to be tried on Twitter. He is the uh he's the founder of Catboy. Okay. <laughs> KG just has enough hate in his heart that he takes that to the airwaves. And uh, like he takes to the airwaves with, with vengeance. KG, yeah. Kevin, thanks for being here. KG's gotten way more angry in his takes the last few months. I just want to point that out, KG. <laughs> you found you found some real fire. I'm just saying. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb grew a half inch, so congrats to him. I think that's probably a dietary thing, maybe stretching. Uh, he said he grew a half inch. CeeDee Lamb did not grow a half an inch. He did not grow a half inch. In all. the comments, I need to know, 
Any of y'all get taller at 23, 22? Because I had people on Twitter like, no, really, I did. I grew this. And I'm like, you're lying to me. Except if you have a disease, like Andre the Giant might have kept growing at 23. But like that's as you're creeping towards the disease removing you from Earth. Uh, I don't think I don't think CD's taller than he was last year. So what 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 was the purpose of CD revealing that information? Like I don't know. I'm bigger, I'm, stronger. I'm number one. Watch out now. And and this is just me. And, and I know people get on me all the time. Uh, Jesse, you're a hater. Jesse, you're this. Jesse wakes up in the morning. Hate, 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 hate. True. Cool. Very true. It's all it's all good. It's it's all hater. good for me. But I I am one who've been around enough athletes like when you continually have to when you continue have to publicly say something about yourself to me this is just to me that tells me that you're not as confident as we really want you to be okay th- 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 yeah this is hater stuff yeah i hear you okay yeah that's hater stuff you know yeah there's a lot of CD Lamb hate out there, so I'm not mad at you for joining. The I know parade. that you're a CD Lamb lover, and, and yeah, I'm, a lot of doubt, a lot of hating, yeah. And people want us to get into this, and we'll get into it another time. But like, you know, I I, I think this move for CD is the best thing for him. I thought CD played out of position, um, in the slot, and there's a difference between being a slot receiver and then being able to be a receiver that plays in the slot. There's a complete difference of the two. And I thought at times when you saw a CD at some of his tougher points of the season where there was miscommunication or that things were kind of off a little bit, it's because you, you, there, there has to be a different level of knowledge, understanding, patience, skill set to be a prolific slot receiver. I think, he, I think he, he's best suited now playing outside the numbers as the number one. Oh, I think he's going to play a bunch of slot. Do you? I think Washington's an outside guy. Washington can't play the slot. Tolbert could play everywhere. Gallup's an outside guy. I actually think CD's the best slot guy. I love it. Because like the number of times that he now, it might get him killed. It might get him killed because the number of hits he takes. But that dude makes downfield plays. That's That's the thing is that when you're playing slot, you're not supposed to take a lot of those kill shots. Well, Zach likes to gain 20-something yards down the middle and get CD killed, but he'll catch it. <laughs> so I just I just I, I think he's more comfortable playing outside. It's gonna be now how fast can Tobert adjust to what the NFL requires him to do as a slot receiver. And I'm not saying that he's gonna play CD's gonna play one hundred percent in the outside. No, there'll be different variations of him mixing it up. He but, was about fifty fifty last year. CD was about fifty fifty, slot and right. outside. But I just his his outside ability to run routes to me, he's better at that than the patience and the nuances of running the routes from the slot position on the inside. Yes, I get it. the The easiest route to run is when they call se- your your seam route, right? Right up the hashes, let them throw out of the back shoulder against, the, right against zone, against, against zone. zone, right off the ear hole of that of that dropping linebacker or that DB that's in trail position. Like that's the easiest route to run. But when you talk about like when you watch the Hunter Renfro's of the world and you, and you watch Cooper cup and those guys and, and you know, I watch Wes Welker up close and personal, do it from the slot and Julian Edelman do it from the slot. 
it's a little bit of a different, it's a little bit of, you know, size matters. That's what she said. Um, but it's a little bit of a different nuance to running that route inside, inside the slot than just your big play, you know, back shoulder seam route. Jesse, I almost forgot to take care of business. So let me take care of business real oh, quick. I want to let everybody yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Bet online. Bet. Our partners at Bet Online yeah. continue to be the number yeah. one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can't bet on the Mavericks anymore because it's over. Um, so it's football mm-hmm. season now. But you can bet on other teams, just not the Mavericks, because DFW sports are now dead. But they got all the latest odds, news, sports developments for the playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, NFL futures your continued source for all sports wagering needs, live betting, and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Use our promo code BELIEVE over at the website, BetOnline, or use your mobile device. Promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Took care of business. My man said uh, someone apparently hooked the the Haterade IV up to Jesse. I think the Haterade IV needs to be unhooked. Yeah, and that's okay because that's listen, guys. That's why I'm here. Jesse can say all the reckless stuff <laughs> and be a huge hater, and then I will be honest and reasonable, and I'll get it all. I keep it all. I keep it 100. That's, Jesse that's a good keeps one. it 70. That's a good that's one. What he that's what does. Good. It. So the best CD linebacker in football had a birthday. What? The best linebacker in football had a birthday. Micah Parsons. Yeah, had a birthday yesterday. Okay, and the best edge rusher in football. Oh. Uh, happy birthday to Michael Parsons yesterday. Happy birthday to me in two days. Happy birthday to Skin Wade. Uh, it was this week. It was this week. Two days ago. Like Wednesday? Maybe. Something like that. What's today? Friday. We sh- we meet every week Friday. Oh, yeah. Most weeks. Sometimes. Most weeks. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. At 1030. Ish. Right at 1030. And we've been recording for 18 minutes, so it must be 1048 right now. Must be what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, CD Lamb's locker is now next to Dak. And yes, it's boring and kind of cheesy and corny to talk about, but I do think that that is a, that's a Dak thing. Like Dak, for all the things you can debate about him, you can't debate that that dude is going to do everything he can and do things right. He said, my new number one receiver, put that mofo Right here. I take him. Or. Oh, or, here we go. Here or, we go. Or. He was like, that guy doesn't try hard. I need to get him over here so I can teach him. Or that's the that that's the veteran plug of let me get somebody over here next to me so they don't stick a rookie over here by me. I don't I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn a new guy right now. I, I like listen, I'll learn those new guys later, but put someone right by me who I know his habits, I know his ways, I know CD Lamb. I know how he cleans up. I know how he's his locker is kept. I've watched him from you know across the room. That that's one of those plays where yeah, my best friend left and I lost one of my dudes. But what what I'm what's not gonna happen is you're not gonna put a fat another fat boy by me. And what's not gonna happen is you're not gonna put one of these rookies by me who might not make the team, or one of these rookies that's gonna talk to me to death, uh, or ask me to sign something every single week. So we're just not a weirdo, huh? Or just a weirdo. Or just a weirdo. We're not going to do that. So before before I give you guys a chance to throw anyone over here in this corner, I'm going to call my own shot and say, C.D. Lamb, it's time for you to move your locker over here so I have a familiar face by me and they don't put some they don't put some L7 weenie over here next to me in this locker and it will annoy me for the next seven to eight months. 
See, and that is the way that you could perceive that. If or you had a haterade IV hooked up. Lamar says Scotty Pippen grew after being drafted. Somebody else said Giannis grew after being drafted. Yeah, but they were like 18. What time? I'm going to look it up. When do humans stop growing? Vertically. Even if you hit puberty late, you're unlikely to grow significantly after the ages of 18 to 20. That's according to Google. 18 to 20. And Google's uh, always right. But, you know, he's a pro athlete. He's not like us. They're different. If they need to grow to get better, they'll grow to get better. <laughs> That's what first-round picks do. They do what they got to do to get better. Anything else from OTAs, Jesse? Um, Dak. Dak was in his press conference in OTAs, and he kind of openly admitted that this team regressed last year. And that kind of stuck out to me for him to publicly admit. Because all last year, it was, you know, of course – at the time, no one wanted to admit that this team was regressing. No one wanted to admit that there was a problem happening. Everything was just, we're, you know, we're fine. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. And yeah, it was no big deal. I mean, just having the best offense in football for six weeks and you could run block and you could run the ball and you could protect your quarterback and everything was amazing. And then the last 10 weeks being the exact opposite. Yeah, no one thought they regressed. Yeah, they were just out there doing normal stuff. So my, my, my question now, I guess, to you is, is what part – did Dak play in that regression? And most of it. Do they have do they have what it takes? And I know it's early, and we'll, we'll, we have all offseason to revisit this thing. Football is a fluid sport and situation, and it will change. Things will happen. Injuries will happen. Maybe some signs will happen. Things happen all the time in football. It's a 100% guarantee injury sport. You just hope that the injury doesn't happen to the main guys. Um, where where does where does he get the blame for it? And do they have what it takes on this roster currently constructed currently constructed to fix it? Well, as a non as a non hater, I got to tell you, yeah, <laughs> blame is an interesting word because if you want to say, hey, what is most responsible for the Cowboys' difference from the first half to the second half? The answer is absolutely Dak. Now. Did they, did defenses start playing them differently? Yeah. Did they make you try to throw into seven people in coverage while your offensive line suddenly couldn't protect against a four-man rush? Yeah. Those things happen. But you could have battled all those things if Dak was healthy. Like the delineating line of when they stopped playing really well was Dak got a calf strain. That was it. And from then on, Dak had his worst six-week stretch as a pro, and we saw what happened against San Francisco. So the responsibility is Dak's. But I think it's important to clarify, it's not Dak isn't good enough. It's the addition of ankle, shoulder in camp, then calf strain. It messed with him, and he'll never say this because Dak is a... He's literally learned the scholarly way to be a leader. Like he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll ever admit that, man, I was kind of messed up mentally and physically. And the best thing that can happen is this off season. And I'll come back and I'll be feeling great physically. And I'll be distanced enough from all those struggles we were having. And I'll go kick ass. Uh, it would be pretty cool if he said all that, but yeah, he like, he is the most responsible 
they didn't block well enough. They played the wrong running back too often, even though he was hurt, and he's not as good as his backup. Uh, Everything went downhill, but number one is the quarterback never bounced back from injury number three. Never bounced back. No, I I agree with you. Um, I thought thought that was at the top of the list of things that went wrong. And and for me, this was a, a Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy thing. They never adjusted. Like they never adjusted what they wanted to do. Or I shouldn't say what they wanted to do. They never adjusted to a place of, okay, here's what we're, here's what we're dealing with, right? Here's are the facts. The facts are that we have a starting running back that we are going to force to play or play him in a forceful way, however you want to pronounce it or put it. Um, he really can't run. He has no, he has no burst. We have a quarterback who's hurt and like, they still tried to kind of mosey along the way, like as if nothing was wrong. I thought like those things, I'm just like, you have to be able to adjust. Like you have to be able to say, all right, here are the issues and how the good ones, the good coaches in this league, the great ones, the ones who, who don rings and will wear jackets one day with, with the yellow uh, tint to them figure out a way to change the way that they move, you know, change the way that they work. And I just felt like, to me, Kellen didn't change it. And I, I honestly think Mike McCarthy is checked out. Like, I really do think Mike McCarthy is checked out. Not freaky Mike. I know, and that's my guy. But I think he's gotten to the point where he understands, like, one, my job is pretty much over. <laughs> and two, I, I do. I think, I think, and it's like, if they want the kid to have the reins and I'm, I'm going to back off kind of like, you know, it's not my job to coach this kid up. It's not my job to get this kid correct. It's not my job, you know, you know, a la uh, Ryan Tannehill. It's like, you know, hey, listen, it ain't my job to fix, you know, help mentor this kid. You get coaches just like me. So I think I think Mike McCarthy's come to that point in time where he's just like, I'm just going to say, you know what, Kellen Moore, do what the hell it is that you do, and I'm just going to collect my $5 million for this year, and I'll collect it one more next year, and then I'll go back to Wisconsin somewhere and sit on this $20 million that I earned over the last couple of years and just be good. Now, do you think that is a hater opinion? I don't think that could be a hater opinion because he was your guy. This is you. That's what I'm saying. Like, I've I just, I, he was my, no one, no one stood on the table harder for, than me. For, no one was on the table harder than, wait a second. Oz. Wait a second. No one stood feet on the table harder than I did for Mike McCarthy. I don't even think that that makes sense as a sentence. Like your feet, don't stand hard. <laughs> you stomp. That's a hard. That's okay. a hard stand. No one stomped for McCarthy the way that you no did. One, no one stomped for McCarthy as hard as I did. <laughs> okay, and this yeah. this will be the last. This will be the last one that I, I kind of listening to some of these you know interviews, and then I'm weird, and I'm always like trying to read in between the lines and trying to sift through all of the. Media talk, what I know coaches really go through and I, what I know really happens in the locker room. And I looked at, are you still on the emails that come out from like the Cowboys? Are you still on those emails? No, I got fired from that. All right, cool. All right. Because they I, went, well, oh, wait, no, technically I wouldn't have gotten fired from the emails because they just went to the old work address of where I quit. So technically I quit those emails. Gotcha. So the emails comes out and, and it gives you kind of a rundown and schedule of, the Cowboys, when they're going to start training camp, and, and we're told not to make that public and all that kind of stuff, is for our planning purposes. In but July. Feels, huh? In July. Yeah, in July. 
Uh, but it also showed that the Cowboys have planned um, practices against not one, but two NFL teams uh, that they'll have in training camp this year. Yeah, because practice is boring. I want somebody and else. Not to only practice. that, but to me, that screams, and, and maybe this is a good sign. Maybe this is a sign that they saw an issue and now they're trying to change the culture. Because between what they drafted in players, and one of the taglines that we've heard from a lot of the players that they've drafted is, he's mean, he's nasty, he's physical, he's tough. He's, he's all these things that we thought hadn't, the Cowboys didn't have. And then now they're going into these training camp practices and they're saying, no, we're not going to just, we're going we're to practice against other teams. And they picked one of those teams, which is Denver, that they'll practice against. And uh, to me, it looks at that was a team that came in here and was like, that was one of the first teams that bullied us that year, last year. Yeah. And so now they're coming back and they're saying, we're going to practice against the team, almost like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to battle our demons. We're going to fight our demons. The team that came in there and bullied us last year, we're now going to load up and fight them now with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Uh, we'll look a lot different offensively, but. I thought that was a good step in the Cowboys making their way to saying we're not going to be some soft team that you get to push around again next year. We're gonna we're gonna start in training camp. We're trying to get more physical. I support that. You bring these other teams in because Jerry knows that secretly even other fan bases are Cowboy fans, so he knows they'll be buying merch from his truck. And those teams think they're coming in to get some work in, but secretly you're planning to street fight them. Uh, I support this. Sounds like camp will be fun. We're going to need to get our believe credentials. Get out there. It's going to be good. good. To the street fight. Maybe I'm Sierra gonna... will be there. Sierra, right? Not Sierra. Sierra. Anywhere that wrong? That she's at, I would like to be. Huh? Anywhere that she's at, I would like to be. She's a married woman. That's crossing a line, Jesse. So um, I, I with that said, good. we're going to leave. She smells good. I know she smells good. I know, I know she smells like I, I don't know. She smells like if smell had a smell, it would be Sierra. That's former Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Hollow. You can hear him every Friday around 1030 central right here. This is believe in the Cowboys, which Jesse never does, which makes it a really weird title, but that's the company's name. So don't worry about it. We appreciate everybody stopping by. This was brought to you by Bet Online, our homies over there. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you. Jesse, anything? He did a heart. If you're listening on audio, he made a heart with well, his hands. Be kind. We love you. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.